Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello! Hi, I, I am home now. I know, I wanted to talk about it, but I'm like, by the time people listen, are they going to know that you just got home? But we can tell them. <laughs> so... <laughs> They, they won't, I guess, um, unless you say so. So Mel was in Montreal for like a few hours. Well, with me. She was here for work. <laughs> but to me, it was... <laughs> it was like a dream. It was like a dream. And then, honestly, guys, guys, we almost didn't record tonight because her flight got delayed like three times. Four. Four times. Four. But we are because by the time you hear this... You're listening, and somehow it got made. <laughs> yeah, this is Magic. the kind it's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be like this tonight. So. <laughs> Brace yourselves. <laughs> it's late. It's in the wee hours of the eight thirty p.m. It's super late. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, a little less weird, but weird. Mm -hmm. So, what did you feel about this montage that happened? On Monday, did you notice that there was like a montage? It was a song all about like together we will rise and hope. And it starts with Nina. And then they're like, it's about like being strong. And all they showed was like woman after woman after woman. And it was like, oh my gosh. And then it ends on Sunny, at which point I did not understand any of the montage. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> um, so, so by the time it was done and it landed on Sunny, this is what I wrote. I'm like, don't worry, Sunny, they've got this, just like with Cyrus. Like, I didn't know why he was there <laughs> or what he was expected to handle. But, yeah, so that. And another thing that occurred was, um, I know that last week we thought that Sean left. We did. But now he's gone. <laughs> but now, now he's now he's gone. It's like, this was like getting Maybe. as long as Peter leaving. <laughs> I was saying, are you go I, I love Sean and I look forward to him coming back, especially the weird, like the way that him and Jordan were like eyeing each other. Yeah. Um, but I was also like, if you're going to leave, just go. Okay. Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just mean what you say. Say what you mean. <laughs> Don't break my heart. Just keep walking away so I can watch you leave. <laughs> oh my gosh. In talking about Sean. Was it this week? Because I'm all mixed up. <laughs> yeah. That him and Alexis, like, she find, she confirmed, confirmed. Like, he, he like, asked to yeah. double confirm. Yeah. I, and the fact that he needed to double confirm <laughs> that she rejected him. Okay. But he got the double confirmation that she does not want to pick up where they left off. I don't fully agree with what she said, though. She was all like, well, we did it once a long time ago. <laughs> so there I was like oh okay and then the whole like she's not over Neil oh that, I was that's like, For why real? I wrote it down <laughs> okay yeah because I'm like that's that's still a thing like you barely knew him right I'm having a really hard time grasping it's like is she putting all her issues from previous relationships onto Neil because if it's only based on Neil alone I am very lost I, I agree with what you just said. I feel like Neil has to be a representation of other relationships that mattered for it to bother her the way that it has. Major displaced energy. <laughs> How, the thing is, though, she, like, shocker. So she's like, everyone's moving out of my house. Oh, my God, Harmony, you live in a motel? You're so poor. Do you want to live with me? So that happened, and I'm starting to think, like, you know, there's some vibes there. Oh, my God, yeah, totally vibes. And I thought it was interesting, too, that she brought up Christina. Like, we never really relate Christina to anybody and the people she's related to. So when her name comes up, it, like, <laughs> it, shines, it shines a spotlight. And it made me think of the whole situation with Christine and Valerie, which we wanted it to go somewhere, and it kind of got cut short. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, they have this relationship, but it's just the relationship with Harmony. It's just that this is somebody that she finds significant, that she's trying to make sure everybody in her life accepts. Yes, which is so interesting, because she's never really done that before. So we shall see. I kind of think it's definitely going to be the start of something in that direction. That's what it looks like anyway. The vibes are there. 
the vibes are there and I'm hoping that there'll be a positive influence on each other. Like as it is, Harmony has a significant impact on Alexis and I hope that yeah. Alexis does on Harmony. So she stops making some strange decisions. Well, well, that's the thing. She, she goes to see Alexis for some advice that seemed pretty obvious to everyone else. Just stay out <laughs> of it. So, yeah. so that, that was some shocking information, right? Phyllis walks up to Nina and Harmony Yes. And then we discover that Harmony worked in the hospital that Nina was kept. Yes. So what do we think here? She stole a baby? Stole two babies? How many babies did she steal? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I guess even part of me was like, wow, I didn't expect any follow-up questions on this. I just, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> but like my, my brain is having a really hard time computing things, okay? So okay. we know that Nina has to be Willow's mother. Okay. Yes. Um, and we know Phyllis, this is not gonna go well. And we know that Phyllis was there. Um, and we know that Nina's mother ripped the baby out of her womb and sold mm -hmm. it. But who does Phyllis think she had? Oh, um, okay, okay, okay. You, I you see know what I mean? Like all yeah. these characters are there. Yeah. Like Harmony was in proximity. Right? So Nina's mother could have been like, here, here's the baby. And I don't know what she did with the other one, but I'm kind of questioning this whole Nell thing. Shocker. But yeah, I'm questioning <laughs> the whole Nell thing. And I am finding it strange that, like, to what degree Nell's name has been brought up. Yeah. Like, Brooklyn so has mentioned her multiple times, right? Mm -hmm. um, Michael mentioned, gave, like, you know, a very strong Nell statement basically saying Nina is a Nell and then yes. Joss Joss made a statement saying Esme is a Nell you could see it coming a mile away yeah so, she's Nell 2.0 she called her exactly so I'm kind of wondering here right because right now the assumption is Nell is Nina's daughter mm -hmm. um we thought ages ago that they could have been twins you know Willow and Nell but then we have Esme thrown in that is so Nell it's hard yes. to kind of figure it out. And then, like, Esme kind of messes everything up in the sense where she's like, Ryan's my father. It's like, well, how do you explain this? You know, if we keep the logic that Nina is Nell's mother. But then you mm -hmm. start to wonder the whole um, Ryan thing. Could she just be obsessive, right? Could she just be a fan who decided to, like, make a weird family with Ryan? <laughs> I feel you like know? that fits the mold better because they're both cray-cray. <laughs> So, I don't know. I find all of that kind of confusing. But I also just found the whole interaction messed up. Like, like, okay. So, Nina pulls in Harmony, hoping that the grandparents can band together. And hoping that, like, Harmony will sway Willow. But as Harmony stated to Alexis, and I think as most people were thinking, why would Harmony disrupt yes. her relationship with Willow for yes. Nina? Like, this is what I understand. Nina walks in with such confidence. And she's so disappointed when... Harmony to leave for personal reasons. It's like re Nina really does believe that the universe just revolves around her. Everything is supposed to be in her favor. And it was so strange though, because to that exact same point, she kind of said, Oh, she'll just like stay loyal to Willow. And she actually <laughs> gave like a cold look when that mm -hmm. with that realization, right? Yes. When 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 like Harmony left. And like, I don't know, even Phyllis, right? Because I'm I'm I hate watching it. Like, them interacting because I feel like there's a crap ton of dishonesty. Like, Phyllis is not up to date on a lot of things. You know, the last time she spoke with Sonny, he painted a drastically different picture than what was. Yes. And then Phyllis, in relation to Wiley, I was just like, what are you talking about? Because she's like, Wiley needs all his grandparents. I'm like, that's debatable. <laughs> like, I, I, is. you know what I mean? But then I realized I, that I think Phyllis just feels really guilty because at mm -hmm. this point, she supposedly gave away Nina's daughter. Uh, that makes way more sense because, okay, fine. Not knowing all the information is one thing. She still knows, though, that Sonny is Wiley's grandfather and that she hid him for nine months. So that alone to exactly. me is like enough. <laughs> because I get it, right? She has her own relationship, but I'm finding it a little odd. And that's why I, I like in my head when I was watching, I'm like, I think that has to play a role, right? Her guilt, because she does say like, sorry for the role I played. And also how weird that got was how Nina was like, um, thank you for your honesty. Mm -hmm. Unlike Carly. Right? That I was, so was weird. 
Mm-hmm. That was so weird to me. Obviously, it's showing the, the direction she's going, right? Because people who care about her, who have no reason to really like Carly, like Ava and like Britt, have kind of highlighted that regardless of what Carly is and whether mm-hmm. or not the things you're saying are accurate is, your obsession and your focus on her, one, is not having you focus on making yourself better and focusing on your responsibility and all of it, but it's not good for you. And so what I thought was really interesting was also the timing of this because she immediately goes unlike Carly. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this comes immediately after Alexis just finished talking about misogyny because Jax was the one who put two and two together. Jax was the one who told Carly. Jax was kind of, you know, part of the whole secrecy thing too, but she makes zero mention of him. So true. Oh my God. Okay. Awesome observation. But yeah, so like, that's the thing that I find, like, because when Phyllis is, look, at the end of the day, like, regardless of how we feel about Nina, the point is there's Phyllis's perspective, right? And she says, you know, like, they don't get to know or whatever, see the Nina I know. And part of me feels two ways about it. I get it. There is a Nina you know. (laughs) There is. However, last we saw, you felt that, clearly she must have felt that Nina wasn't fully taking responsibility and doesn't seem to understand how bad it is. Phyllis is willing to be there to support her as she mm-hmm. grows to become a better person, but I don't think she was seeing it as to why she kind of confronted her. But based on that conversation about Phyllis, you know, the role I played in separating you and your daughter, I really think that plays a huge role in what she's willing to do for Nina. Because exactly to that point, you said, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, you're saying Wiley deserves and needs all his grandparents, you know, which includes Nina, but exactly that. Like, Phyllis is a person who sees the reality of the situation, and you did take away Wiley's grandparent. Like, at the very least, I can see Phyllis supporting her having a relationship with Riley, but at the very least, maybe supporting her and bettering herself. So she's in a good position to be a grandparent to Wiley, because while I understand the logic, you know, Wiley is her blood, it's just that she often says, you know, he's the only tie I have to my daughter. And that's the part that freaks people out. Is yes. that you haven't processed that. So that's also what, what surprises me. I would expect Phyllis to support her, but not like this. No, I totally agree, especially when Nina asks, you know, uh, for her to put in a good word with Harmony mm-hmm. Lorraine. And she's like, well, I don't know her that well, but yeah, I'll put in a good word for you. Like, we're still not hearing, and I'm surprised Phyllis hasn't pointed this out too, is she still, she doesn't speak about Wiley as just Wiley. It's always Wiley mm-hmm. and. Um, yes. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds. I mean, it is poor Charles. It's not logical. And you're right. There's a lot of gray area for Phyllis and I want to see to what lengths she will go when she sees the true Nina, because it will come out. And I think that's the thing, right? Because it's so cut and dry to Sunny, you know, like when he said things like last week, I think like, he's lucky to have you Wiley. And I'm like, is he like, what are you two talking about? (laughs) But exactly that it's Wiley and it's either Wiley Carly Mm -hmm. or Wiley Nell. Yes. So, so that's actually a really good point. Okay, so Willow. Willow is the reason that Harmony left. TJ finds her. I don't know how you felt about this part, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I didn't find that her eyes followed the light at all. <laughs> I did not pay attention. I was like, he's trying to see if you're okay. And why aren't your eyes moving? Like, how is he going to know you're okay? So um, she fainted. Turns out she's not eating. And Harmony just went ballistic, you know? Yeah. Just all up in Epiphany's face being like, why is Willow fainting? Not a priority. <laughs> and I was like, the answer is in the question. This is a hospital, right? And so the <laughs> hospital, people tend to come in for things a lot more severe than, fe- than fainting. They do. They do. And it was quite funny. I mean, Epiphany handled it well. I was like, oh my God, she's going to get her head just chewed up and spit back at her. <laughs> I just felt like Real Harmony wouldn't have done that. I know. <laughs> as dumb as that sounds, the, the woman who walked in to speak to Alexis, who is always composed, who we've seen is really good at reading people, mm-hmm. I find wouldn't have done that. No, because everybody knows who Epiphany is. There is no way that she would be able to pull that off. Like, I thought exactly the same thing, but we also know what it led to and why it had to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's really sad how happy Willow was. She's like, oh my God, for the first time, my mom was a mom. I was like, oh my God. So sad. It's it's pretty bad. 
pretty bad. Okay, so it was actually twofold because that's when Epiphany had that whole situation with the yep. doctor. So it was her second interaction with a doctor who wasn't very kind to her in terms of her decisions for her patient care. I'm really excited for her because she's going to become a doctor on the fast track. And even more than that, of course, she's going to help her. <laughs> that's what I wrote, fast track. And that sound in my head. <laughs> but I also have to say, I was, um, I'm loving TJ because he's more there as the doctor. And that's pretty cool to see because I'm, feels like he graduated. <laughs> like, I don't know, but. Uh, I think he's I a full on like doctor it, now. Yeah, I think his doctor program is over. So that's good. He completed the fast track. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he also took care of Avery. Okay, so that was random that she hurt her arm. I know. <laughs> Marshall is just a bit much, though. Like, it kind of bugs me. He doesn't want to tell anybody where he is, but he has so many lectures on people staying away from Sunny. And it was awkward, whatever TJ saw. It was incredibly awkward because it, it, it's based on nothing. And I'm still trying to figure out what I paused the TV. I rewound the TV. What was on that gosh darn bottle? Nothing that I could tell, like, uh, like at all. We know that he is hiding some kind of a condition. Yes. Um, that, that we do know. But the whole thing when Marsha was talking one-on-one -on -one with TJ, like, eventually he just sort of said what he needed to say to make him happy. By just mm -hmm. sort of saying, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll let you know if there's <laughs> anything, like, um, like with Sonny. But what he failed to tell Marsha was that, like, I lived with him. Exactly. I was so waiting you know? for that. But he didn't, he read the room well. He did well. Yes. <laughs> he read the room well, but it kind of bugged me because sometimes, like, it makes sense when TJ stays quiet because he's like, I get to walk away now. Um, <laughs> but there are times where I wish he would say more, but, like, I'm really not quite sure, like, what it's all leading up to. I know I'm still, I mean, not to say that this is my primary storyline that I follow because half the time I'm just annoyed with the, with that whole situation of not knowing and also not caring. Yes. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I do kind of want to see where it's going to get to, but I'm not holding my breath for it to happen anytime soon. Well, it's just this behavior. Like when we came back, we all thought it was cut and dry in terms of like, where Marshall was right like witness protection yes. but then he had that bizarre phone call that didn't sound very witness protection -y, and we thought okay maybe like a WSB agent um and then basically Marshall sort of crossed off the list the possibility of witness protection so I don't even know what the options are anymore but I did ask people so we had asked was he and is he still in the mob I'm starting to feel like that's the thing that makes the most sense mm -hmm. um was is he a WSB agent undercover gig guard? wrong like what exactly happened back in the day and why did he have to leave and why exactly is it even safe now for him to be anywhere if Sonny in his mind is some kind of a problem and I don't think it's the idea of Sonny being a monster uh, like a mobster I think it's Sonny himself mm -hmm. and no idea so in terms of all these four options the majority was was and still is in the mob and the second mm -hmm. um, answer was no idea so, <laughs> I'm I'm there, right there. We're on the same page. Same. Pretty much. <laughs> no, no idea what's going on there, but he is antagonizing Sonny, that's for sure. Um, look, I was just kind of surprised that, like, you know, Curtis is supposed to be celebrating with Portia that they bought a house. And mm. then at, like, the very last second on that episode, we th there's, like, a Marshall element thrown in there. So Drew comes in with that, like, information. So yes. like, okay fine whatever and now the characters that are getting shoved together so now curtis gets this information and goes to jordan mm -hmm. i was surprised oh she didn't actually help him she was very like that conversation was awkward like oh i'm not family anymore so you can't cross lines for me i'm like oh god <laughs> oh my gosh i was like seriously i guess he's only air quote curtis with jordan yes when I asked that i was like you hear you right even you don't believe what you're saying because at the end of the day you're tj's uncle so yeah you'll always be family even when you're divorced that's what happens when you marry your brother's wife that like, made my head hurt. <laughs> I was just like, I was so, I was so annoyed because he didn't ask, can you peek? He yes. basically said, can you randomly go find a file and just randomly unseal it? That is very different than saying, can you just pass this over to me? 
And, you know, obviously Jordan has vowed to like do things by the book. Frankly, I just feel like she's vowing to do her job. And I'm like, that should have been the plan all (laughs) along. And I don't think you should be hard on yourself for like having done things under duress because that is what you did like this whole idea of jordan jordan crosses the line no she didn't she did it when her child was threatened like what are you talking about and for curtis to be like oh you did it then and not for me are are you serious like i wanted to slap him i wanted to slap him and i'm like i i was so irritated because here he is trying to like make a problem with jordan and this is not gonna go over well because he's created the animosity between Mm -hmm. them and then he's making reckless decisions and he runs directly to Sunny. Oh yeah, it's like, brutal. For a PI, like you obviously can't read the room and you haven't pieced together how your father feels about him. Like it's it's so bizarre that Sunny had to lay it all out for him. And the whole thing when Curtis is like, when he says he's all for one's right to privacy, I'm like, you were a PI. <laughs> I really felt uh, this week that old Curtis was back because it's been a long yes. time since we've spoken about Curtis in this way. But all week I was like, Mish must be freaking out. <laughs> I was boiling. I was boiling at the way that he treated and acted like with, with Jordan. You know, this whole idea mm-hmm. about I'm respecting privacy, except for when people are lying to me. But what people have been trying to explain to Curtis is that, you know, sometimes stuff isn't in every business. Okay, that's that's what they have been trying to say. And it's like, you know, I respect privacy. It's like even Jordan, like what she did. No, he didn't like the fact that she lied about Taggart. But at the end of the day, that was work related. Yes. That was like about safety. Like, look at what Maxie did. She hid the truth from the closest people to her. So that whole thing just kind of really, it brought everything back up, basically. And I just (laughs) find it interesting because he went head on to Jordan to talk about Marshall And I don't really find he has spoken to Portia in the same way or directly about Marshall. I feel like Marshall often comes up like by Portia and often Portia trying to smooth things over. But I find that there's no real conversation there. No, the the closest it came to real conversation is when they spoke about having the spare room available for Marshall and what Mm -hmm. that relationship looked like. But that was the extent of him opening up to her. Yeah, I just find, like, I don't know what the words to use to describe it, but there's a huge difference between the kinds of interactions you see between him and Portia and the kinds you see with Jordan. But again, super interesting. You have Curtis, there's animosity being built between him and Jordan. There will Mm -hmm. be animosity between Jordan and Portia because of the way things left off with Trina. But also, it's what Curtis said, right? He goes to Sunny. Mm -hmm. He talks about, like, basically, he's fine with privacy until someone's lying directly to him. And I think Mm -hmm. that also sets the stage for... Um, the dynamics to be to to be played out, and also the fact that Porsche is potentially lying about mm-hmm. Trina's paternity. <clears throat> so a lot, a lot of being th- positioned. I agree, a lot being positioned here, and you're bringing up a lot of stuff too that I did not note, but I'm thinking on the spot here that yes, we're bringing back old Curtis. He's very black and white. Uh, you mm-hmm. mentioned you know his relationship with Portia and how it's a little bit different. And as you were talking, the line popped up in my head when Taggart was having lunch with Portia. And he goes, oh, so Trina tells me that you and Curtis are playing house. And that kind of labeled for me what it feels like. They're all lovey-dovey. They're all great. But their relationship is very, like, it's so different than Jordan's. Not that one is better or not, but it definitely feels like they're playing house more than being in a genuine, open and honest, hard conversation relationship. I think genuine is the right word. Like for a long time, we forgot that they're together. Trina made mention <laughs> that she hadn't seen them together. Then New Year's, they remembered they were in a relationship, right? Yeah. There is there is a lot of surfaceness with them, and between him and Jordan, it's there's history. It's like I'm not gonna say it's ugly, but it's 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 a lot of things, right? It's not just yes. pretty. I agree. It's all the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> So speaking of Curtis, okay, his mm-hmm. deal with Miss Wu did not come up when she went to go see Sunny. Yes, that's true. Okay. Um, I loved how she pointed out, oh, well, you lack a second in command. So that's why mm-hmm. like, I'm here. Because, like, you don't have a Jason. <laughs> like, you don't have stuff. But I love this partnership. 
it's working for me. <laughs> like, it's really bad. You know, like she points out, it went from five families to two. She's like, I like this arrangement, but that comment in itself suggests that her organization is definitely a lot more together than his. Well, that's the thing. She, she had the power moves. She had the power words, you know, he tried to regain a little bit of control, which made this seem so funny to me because he's like, well, well, you're going to tell me like before, and you're going to tell me when you're there and you're going to tell me like after, and you're going to tell me all of the things because that's She's what like, I need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. She's like, that's fine with me. And the moment he kind of agreed and they panned back to Miss Wu, you can look at her face and it got like, cold but like knowing as in like she has plans yes exactly oh my god it's gonna be so interesting when she goes for her big move and the giant power play again what do these people do right because he doesn't do <laughs> weapons he doesn't do drugs and he asked miss was like you know the rule no drugs so i don't know what what they do it's actually but, coffee. Like, it's legitimately coffee. <laughs> yeah. They're just all in. They're in the caffeine business is what, they're, is, is what they're all in. But then she tries to bring up Michael. Yes. Lending a helping hand. He did not want it. He slapped that hand. <laughs> That's the thing. I was like, is she going to try to help? Because, I mean, look, I wanted, I, I don't know. I was open. I wanted to know what the deal would have been. <laughs> but he, like, shut that down so fast. Well, I mean, can you blame him? I'm not happy. I'm like about him and the whole situation, but he's like, yeah, yeah, that guy, uh, I don't exist to him. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Okay, so so obviously Michael's arrested, not great. Carly shows up. Um, mm. I like the details that were um, touched on, right? Because immediately Carly says, isn't, um, is this under Sean's leadership or not? The reporter, about the reporter? Yes. Mm -hmm. So that I thought was interesting. She seemed very trusting, right? She wasn't thrilled about the situation, but she didn't really stay long. She came to, to check on him. She asked about Sean and the reporter and went to go handle that because she's managing the crisis from all ends, right? It now affects Michael. It affects Joss. But she was very trusting of, like, Diane handle this. Yes. And it was. And, then, and she acted like a boss. Yeah. It was amazing. I loved it. And I loved her conversation with Alexis because... I mean, we talked about this week and uh, week after week about how the women, the interactions are just continuously changing and evolving yeah. and accepting of one another. And even when they're asking the hard questions that they're being answered and dealt with in a beautifully respectful way. Because it was hard and I didn't know how that conversation was going to go. I can understand Carly's point of view. You would assume mm -hmm. Alexis would get it too, given that she has three daughters. But yes. again, Alexis found a way to speak to her and was respectful and underst like understood how hard it was and laid it all out. And it just sucks because it's the reality of the situation. It's out there. And if it's not Alexis, it could be somebody else. And I yes. was happy that Alexis sort of gave a lot of control because at the end of the day, she, because at first she said, we have to do it, but she, but then she kind of gave the power back to Jocelyn and said, if mm. Jocelyn doesn't want, then we we won't run it. But the reality was it was going to be run. I love that Alexis was willing to take it on and yes. to do it in a more respectful way um, and take the story away from that reporter that tried to propose it to her. I love that a lot. Oh, my God. Me, too. He was the worst. <laughs> Because he comes in and was like, I just want, I just wanted it in a reputable like magazine. And I'm like, but that's the point. It's mm -hmm. reputable. That's why there's like huge disconnect between what you're presenting and what Alexis is trying to do. Um, so they have this conversation and then quickly everybody gets pulled in. And I was just really thrilled that we finally have Elizabeth brought into the loop. Yes, because we've been talking about it. We wanted to see what that would look mm -hmm. like, the four of them together, and how she would contribute to this conversation. Oh, yeah. She was, like, how she was looped in, like, how we were shown anyway, was when she went to the PCBD to talk to Dante to talk about Jake. Yes. And then she brings up um, the sex tape there with Dante. And that's when you also, again, a little hint there. If it's, like, there's always something else, right? She goes mm -hmm. to see Dante about Jake, but then she has to bring up another legal matter with another of her kids. It never, ever stops. Yes. So it's just like woman. a little subtle, yeah, subtle thing there. And so, okay, so then, um, yeah, and the fact that Liz also knows that Esme, so everybody kind of knows who it is. So all the kids come in, um, mm -hmm. and then Elizabeth and Carly are just asked <laughs> to leave. To give some space to Joss and Cameron to kind of sort things out. 
But right from the very beginning, even they were answering for the kids, but that like nonverbal look to each other to leave, like right from that moment, I was like, this is going to be so good. I didn't know like how good it would be. Right. Like I'm like, okay, they're going to go. They're going to, they're going to have a chat. I mm-hmm. like my jaw dropped. I was staring. I was like in disbelief. You know what I mean? To have watched mm-hmm. the show this long. Okay. To, you know, life evolve, the world changes, but to actually take like to watch a soap opera that is going to actually correct and comment on past behavior mm-hmm. through the lens of like how the world has evolved. I think I was just floored, like how they, like it was done so elegantly, like how the Joss Cam storyline, right? The double mm-hmm. standard and how Joss is being treated with this whole revenge porn thing. Mm-hmm. And then having Elizabeth and, and Carly, you know, have this very respectful conversation, but then start talking about, okay, well, the name calling we used to do to each other and how that wasn't okay. Like I was sort of in awe of how they connected this storyline to their past and the commentary there, like how they actually like addressed their history, how they treated each other. It was just like, it was amazing. It was amazing. And also when they contrasted like, because again, they're talking about their kids. They're, they're complimenting mm-hmm. each other about how well they raised their kids. And what I thought was really cool is that they also made the contrast of like we where we failed as young adults, they won't. Because you realize, yes. yeah, they were young. Like when you go back and you realize, yeah, okay, sure. That that is exactly what all that was. That flashback was incredible. And it just it it lent to that conversation even more because. You, you do actually see the same actresses, super young, going like wild on each other about extremely funny situations, which Spencer might be in as well now, but <laughs> that they came full circle and had- But it was so- vicious, right? It like that was, was the point. Vicious. The clip, it was the vicious name calling, all the viciousness mm-hmm. that Joss is dealing with. And to say like, we used to kind of communicate in that way to each other without a thought as to any significance of the words that we were saying. And I thought it was significant for other reasons too, because, you know, in those moments, okay, so I don't know how, okay, hopefully I can explain this well. So Carly always carries it in her head that she's the villain. Yes. So whatever identity she had when she came into Port Charles, she sort of keeps that. And in her mind, like Jason saw who she was, but everybody else sees her as this bad person. But we saw as time went on that like, that reputation is not necessarily fully there and people don't necessarily see her in the same way. And it was interesting that Carly sees herself as bad and Elizabeth acknowledged, you know, I wasn't actually a saint, you know, um, (laughs) I was, I was just as bad as you were. I wasn't innocent because that was sort of the role she played. Elizabeth actively played this innocent victim role all the time. I Which I to say that like it's so interesting on so many levels because I also think it lends to her current storyline where she mm-hmm. you know even with Drew she's like I'm not a good person like I'm not saying that she isn't good but it's not just good well and she's bad. like I'm there's not a lot perfect. of in the mid- yes and there's a lot a lot of in the middle a lot of gray area that she's slowly finding her way towards to accept that it's okay it's not just good bad whatever there's all the rest and what you learn as you grow. But that's how her character was, though. Her character was very yeah. black and white. And her character was very self-righteous. Like, I am good. And there was a huge us versus them. There yes. was a her versus anyone else in Jason's world. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was an us versus them thing. So I found that that conversation was such a reset for both of them. But also the conversation before they started talking about their past. I thought it was mm-hmm. striking um, listening to Elizabeth talk about like when they started saying, Oh, you never wanted a girl. Cause Elizabeth has her three yes. boys. And when she said this and you see like, again, Carly's amazing. And, and the way her, her face reacted to this, um, mm-hmm. because Elizabeth subtly says that night changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. And again, you have so to hard. watch the show to know mm-hmm. what she's saying, right? You have to have watched it for a really long time because she just makes that passing comment. You see the look on Carly's face because she knows exactly what she's referring to and Mm -hmm. then she goes on to talk about like Violet she she talks in admiration of Jocelyn and it really hits you like you know what I mean there's a lot 
of trauma there. Yes. Yes. She's gone through a lot in her life. So I'm very much looking forward to more on Elizabeth. I feel like they're giving us more and more, like it's slowly kind of picking up. So I am excited to see where they are taking her story. But again, that was just amazing scenes between the two of them. Also, the fact that she mm-hmm. confessed that she was rooting for Cam and Trina. That was I was huge. just going to say that. I thought that was so funny because it was just so honest. Like you said, it just ties into the whole reset. You know, she's really just laying it all out. Even though this is the direction she wanted things to go, she is so happy with what is happening now. Well, it sets the stage, right, for a united front against whatever is coming. Because something's yes, coming, right? Something's like Esme attacked, like, all three of them. Trina, Joss... And Kim, it's just that with Trina, it comes with, like, Ava and Portia. Yes. Oh, my God. We still haven't seen Ava find out what's going on. Like, it's going to be wild. No, she's out of the loop because she didn't even know, for instance, that, like, Trina kind of, like, cut Spencer out. Like, she doesn't know anything about the shift in dynamic between Spencer and Trina. No. So, like, what did you, were you concerned for Cam and Joss at all when it came to the article? I wasn't worried, but then the more they talked, it, it is very interesting to see both sides of the story and why it's so important to Joss. And Cam is still kind of holding back. He's still fighting for her. He still wants to be there for her, but he's hesitant on her behalf, whereas she wants to go in head first. So it's interesting to see how that information, even though he's supportive, is swing their dynamic a little bit it is like i'm not because i i agree with you like i think ultimately they'll be fine but they are dealing with it differently and that's what we're seeing we're seeing that it's two different experiences yes and one you know yes one is exactly it's just different it's different in every single way and it's hard for somebody to completely understand something that's not theirs and i loved when carly pointed out to elizabeth that like you raised him to like to support Joss, you know what I mean? And to be attracted to a very strong woman. Yeah, so cute. So I like that part. Okay, so I have to say this. We got introduced to the new Trina this week. I was really, really impressed. Like, I, Again, I love original Trina. She did a great job, mm-hmm. you know, creating that character. Because again, it was just a side character. It was just somebody that Joss referenced. And then she came in and then she came in again. And then she just had this massive role. And then she became like a legacy character. So. But when this one started today, I found she did a really good job. I found she didn't miss a beat. Like, there was definitely chemistry with the parents. I was also glad to have real Tiger back because we've had a lot of replacement characters for a while. We had <laughs> yes. replacement Tiger, replacement Monica, replacement Harmony. So I was very glad to get the original Tiger today. And there's just, he's just, he's charming and he's funny. And I like his, the way he delivers the line so dry when he's like, you know, poking at Portia and talking about Trina. Like there's just, I love him. He's great. So yeah, it was, she did fit in really well. And even the, when she goes, well, she didn't go. She bumped into Joss and Cam in the classroom. Yeah. Even there, like that dynamic and the way the conversation flowed. It, I didn't feel like it was out of place. I was very no. much in the story and, you know, just rooting for this friendship to come through on the other side. Yeah, like I didn't find that she was missing a beat or anything like that. Um, I, I'm just wondering what role Taggart's going to play. Because, I mean, look, he's law enforcement if his daughter's in trouble. And he even asked, like, is that is that Esme? And he mm-hmm. brought up that he brought up his own history with the Cassidines too. Yes, which was I which don't was really know a whole lot. I'm gonna have to Google it. So I'm hoping that he definitely um, sticks around for that. It would make sense, right, for him mm-hmm. to stick around and fight for for Trina during all that. I liked the conversation between Trina and Joss. They really need to catch up and clear the air and to kind of cement that no, 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 it's Esme. The only yes. thing that kind of threw me mm-hmm. was. When Trina said to Joss, well, you know how my mind goes. It runs on facts. And without facts, it kind of just spiral. Like my mind oh just my sort of does its own thing. Yes. Yes. That kind of threw me. And I was like, oh, okay. New fact. I'm like, old Trina would have never said that. <laughs> <laughs> One of those things. And then yes. she's like, and that whole night, I still don't remember. And I'm like, nobody finds it bizarre that the girl had one drink and yeah. can't remember and blacked out. Like, not one of them is, is thinking anything else. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, if Trina gives these details, I'm wondering if any adult 
will pick up on it. I still up and hope so. When they take her, sta- when Jordan takes her statement, I'm hoping that that will, you know, put up some red flags. Does it make Plus no sense? The nar- yeah, and the narrative that Joss created, right? It wasn't about going after me and Cam. It was about going after me and you. Yes. Some of the information from that conversation helps the direction, but I don't know. I'm kind of nervous. I'm not sure how that's going to go, but it's not going to go really well. It's not going to go well at all. It's not, though. For a while. For a while, it's going to suck. And, and like with Laura, I was like, what is going on? Like Esme so was confusing. out the damn door and yeah. she's like, no, no. Like, and I was like, no, 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 let it be <laughs> like, really let it go. And, and then like, what was even worse is like, I mean, fine. They, they have their conversation. She listens to Esme, but then like when, when Spencer comes, he's like silent, right? This guy's like finally an out, <laughs> like an out. And he's, he's quiet during the entire thing. And then you have Laura and Nicholas just all up in there inviting her to this family dinner. It was a very confusing scene because even when Laura was talking to Esme, and I don't know if it's just me and my hopefulness, I saw a glimmer of a tiny sliver glimmer of good. Because when Laura was complimenting her and just making her feel accepted and wanted, you saw her soften ever so slightly. It was great acting. Yeah, like, I think that's the thing, though. Like, Esme is awful, but Mm -hmm. between that glimpse and the vulnerable glimpse she once gave Jocelyn and Cam, like, it's Mm -hmm. there, right? Like, if they keep the character and we take a deeper dive into her past, there's an avenue there. Yes, that that exists for for sure. Quickly going back to the jail for two seconds, like, before Spencer left, he Mm -hmm. had that little chess thing with um ryan um and then like when when he left and mm-hmm. harmony was alone with ryan mm-hmm. he he pretty much said that he'd kill her right like i'm not yes. misreading that but he said i'm gonna release you from your services the only way i know how or something yeah, I was creeped the F out between his interaction with Spencer and trying to manipulate yeah. him and become friends for the greater good of Ava. And then what he said to Harmony, I was like, come on, Harmony, pick up on this girl. Like, I know it's your job. And you said, like, <laughs> I wouldn't talk to this guy otherwise. But I mean, if your person you're working with is like hinting at murdering you, <laughs> I feel like you can get transferred. That's just how I feel about it. (laughs) Um, Okay, so then he gets left alone with Esme and goes after her. And then she's spinning more and more. Like, I'm just watching her because it's like, it's obvious. We all know she did it. But she obviously enjoys, enjoys just messing with him. And just the fact that, like, what bugged me a lot is that she's she's so good, right? Because they literally just finish having a conversation about how manipulative she is, and then she walks out and drops a box of pregnancy tests. <laughs> I'm like, hello, Spencer. Are you not seeing this? And then he's like, you have to take it right now. And she's like, no, 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 I can't take it right now. I'm like, well, no kidding, you can't take it right exactly. now because they don't, you can't purchase them positive, right? Because that's also a problem. The box is sealed and she cannot take a sealed pregnancy test. So I was just like, how would you trust her ever? I mean, I guess that was his point, right? Take it right now. Let me see. Um, and then Cam walked in. Cam walked in. And all that got ruined. So cute with his with his sweet face, and then when she said, "My body, my choice," Cam's eyes. Yes, <laughs> yes. And and I love them together. Like I know they're supposed to be like eighteen, but they're, they're still kids, and it's adorable to see them talk. And I can't believe it's like Cam and Spencer having these conversations about like what's worse, <laughs> potentially being a dad or having a sex tape. Not a sex tape, but the revenge porn out there. I then like Cam delivered my favorite line, right? Because. Mm-hmm. Even between Spencer and Esme, there's this whole thing about, like, and then the baby, and he's like, we don't even know if you're pregnant. And then, <laughs> and then Spencer does this whole thing about, like, they're talking about the jail time for somebody found yes. guilty of revenge porn. He's like, oh, my gosh, my baby's going to be born. In the jail. <laughs> and then and then Cameron says, maybe you should find out if Esme is pregnant before you go shopping for jail baby clothes. Yes, like, the what? <laughs> I'm like, what is his statement even? So that's little, a little whole... stripe, stripe clothes. <laughs> <I> mean... <laughs> so good. 
great. Oh my gosh, but what's okay? So what's so nutty about this girl is that she leaves, you know, she's like the remnants of her emotions are there from that yeah. whole interaction. And then her smile goes on. She's like, done and seen, you know, like with her insane things that she does with Spencer. But it's like for somebody who's running away from Spencer, she goes directly to the family dinner. <laughs> She's like, Spencer, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to ever, ever, any, ever. It's like, let me go to the family dinner and see who's there to manipulate Nicholas because he's such a bobo head. Oh, my God. He's Spencer 2.0. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so now she wants money, and then she's like, can I just stay with you instead? I think that will help cut ties with Spencer, I think. I just want to get as far away as possible from him. Your island is big, right? I'm scared. <laughs> she's going to, I'm like super scared that she's going to be like, I'm not pregnant. Yeah. Okay. But I need to be. Uh -huh. Hi, Nicholas. Yep. That's exactly what I was thinking. And it's gross. Yep. Um, and Victor said to Johan that he, he, he has a fall guy for the whole, like, they killed Luke. He yes. killed Luke. Yes. And I'm pretty sure it's Ava. Oh, I didn't pick up on who he was thinking of. <laughs> well, he's all like, well, you're not really family. Can you get out? <laughs> That's <laughs> like, fair. Okay, fair point. <laughs> um, and, and then and then she's like, okay, Nicholas, tell me everything later. <laughs> just like, I love her. And then they get up and leave together in the elevator. Like, I didn't catch that Victor would also get up and leave. They have to leave like Nicholas alone because he's so weak when alone <laughs> and the two readers of crazy got up and left oh my like, god no, so like, he missed that class he missed that class he has no idea but I just love how like Victor can say something like that and Eva can just brush it off and then they walk beside each other just like okay you good you, yeah let's just walk together let's like go arm in arm and just like uh, what are you gonna do this afternoon <laughs> I know it was so funny Okay, so let's head back to the jail for a sec, okay? Because this is what, like round two or three of Michael telling Sunny off, which are my favorite episodes. <laughs> yes, me too. Okay, so uninvited, uh, Sunny comes to jail, okay? Nobody asked you, okay, to go to jail. <laughs> so, so he still has no idea what's going on. He doesn't have the internet, doesn't talk to anybody. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> That's so, so true. <laughs> So then he's like, why are you mad at me? Um, and so Michael lists out exactly what the problem is, right? He's like, these are all the things that are wrong with you. This is exactly why Nina's crazy. And the fact that he's like, who does she remind you of? And he's like, no, no, she's not. It's the same. It's the freaking same. And, it, and it's, 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 it's remarkable to watch and to see how disconnected Sonny is. But it's also to what lengths he will go to not take accountability for anything like if yes. I have to hear the like my best friend was married to my wife I'm like okay you fell in love with your wife's arch nemesis and didn't say anything that was awkward all right and you kidnap her stop already you know what I mean <laughs> it, oh, and, and I and I am so sick of like Jason like Jason slept with my wife or Jason was like married to my wife blah 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 and it's only like this week like Jason died how long ago and it's only this week he started whining that his best friend died. <laughs> only now, only now he tells Nina, my best friend died. Jason's dead. Yeah, we know. He's been dead for a while. He's been dead for a while. <laughs> um, so he goes there. Michael says everything. And then Sonny does what he does best. He just yells. And it drives me nuts. Like some people, after you specifically said, this is exactly why I'm mad. You didn't choose us. He goes, what do you want from me? And I'm like, what? He he told you everything that was wrong. Like you can eat, like you screaming is simply having a tantrum and saying, I don't really care to be accountable. And I also don't care to address any of the issues you've mentioned. Oh, so I'm totally just going to pretend I, I don't understand anything you've just said, but like Michael was brutal. I agreed with two out of the three things he said. Mm -hmm. I agree with the whole, um, you know, he prioritized, Dina over his family. Yes. There was other ones, but I feel like I only remember <laughs> I was two like, out of the Hello? <laughs> But I, I don't agree with the whole saying, Joss isn't your family anymore. No, I, I don't agree with that. One thing I thought was really funny, and maybe this was on your list as well, is uh, when Michael says to Sonny, one of my favorite lines, this coming from you, the gold standard for payback. No, 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 no. Let bygones be bygones when it comes to Nina. 
that that is you know that's exactly it and the fact that he doesn't even understand or remember his <laughs> own code <laughs> it's wild to me did he leave it in the town that he was in <laughs> and that's the thing like he listens and it's not like michael is being unclear as to why they're upset and that's the thing sunny can't take responsibility we know jason was married to carly that must have sucked for you everyone will give you that but what you will not acknowledge are all the choices you made after that. Not just a week after, not just two weeks after, but gaslighting your wife. Yes. You know, withholding information and allowing your son to pursue legal action when you were not going to kind of support it at all. Exactly. And when you felt that she didn't do anything wrong. You know, all of that stuff. It wasn't about keeping the peace. It really was about protecting her. So it's all that stuff. So, I mean, he really went for him and said some really significant things to him. And, you know, I don't know if anything sunk in. When he told him, like, you made a choice and your family wasn't it. And he just said, sorry for hurting you. But, again, I, I don't know if he really, um, he really gets any of it. Uh, yeah, I'm having a hard time with that. Like, even when Dante went to go see him, it just kind of re-explains why Michael is mad and, and what this entails and what he needs to do. I feel like we're really... What's really on display here is, you know, Sonny is Sonny. He's kind of immature. He can't put anybody else first. And we're seeing Michael's growth to being a father, you know, soon a husband, yeah. maybe a father again. And and his whole position as to how he protects his family. You know, the fact that he laid in a night in jail, you know, Jason probably wouldn't have punched somebody, but he's that very stoic, protective person right now. Yeah. Again, another mention of Jason. And it's just that, like, if Sonny wanted to make any of this better, like, everything happened, can't erase the past, something Nina loves to point out. But mm -hmm. Sonny has had the choice to build a bridge by being honest. And he won't do it. He sprinkles honesty at random to other people, but never yes. to the people that matter. Ever. Like, you know, he's given maybe Dante, oh, not really. At what point <laughs> he gave Dante some truth nuggets. But when Dante came to see him, and I love his reaction to Miss Wu walking out of the apartment, but Dante's <laughs> the one that ends up telling him what happened with Joss. Yes. Um, but then the subject changes, right? So Dante listens to the whole Michael's story. And again, Sadi is not giving the full, full anything as to why Michael yes. is upset. And honestly, it kind of, feels strange to me like I get it there's a bit of a distance you know Dante I think isn't a place to be closer to Sunny to listen to Sunny without being as affected as Michael is but mm -hmm. it is disturbing to me that like on any level Dante has zero feelings about Nina at all I know it's very okay? strange to me mm -hmm. that I find strange for a split second when Dante did talk to Sunny about Joss saying, if you can't handle it, I will. For a split second, old Sonny was back. Yes. But then gone again, um, <laughs> painting this picture about the decanters. Yeah, so, like, I felt a bad time to stop drinking. Did you know I was drinking a lot? A lot. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And, but do you know who, like, stopped me? It was Nina. She really saved. Nina is the reason you were drinking, by the way, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, she's the one who destroyed your life. She's yeah. why you came back. Like, wow. Okay, so that's the thing. He painted quite the picture for Dante. Oh, She's yeah. a great person. So it's so freaking manipulative. I, I, I really can't with that. But again, I'm sort of also just wondering what people feel about Joss, right? Like, again, Michael, family's family, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, again, like I said earlier, I didn't agree with Michael saying to him, she's not your concern anymore. <laughs> but then Dante, he wants to investigate the case. And mm -hmm. when, when Jordan calls him out on this being like, oh my gosh, she's your family. Like, why on earth would you be lead detective on your stepsister? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and I remember, I don't know if you remember this, all ages ago, a long time ago, um, when Joss was at Lulu's, they were together. Mm -hmm. um, they were referring to Dante. I don't remember how it went, but I know it was Lulu that said that she was referring to Joss. They didn't even use the word stepsister. It was your sister, your brother. That's how it was yeah. like referenced. So they're family. But then Dante turns around and goes, am I really at fault for who my dad marries? Like, does it matter who he marries? And I'm like, what? Yeah, it does. And I'm like, you don't agree and you feel like Joss is family, but that comment means what? That she's not? Like, I didn't, I did not understand that, but it was just strange. These comments. Well, 
Well, it was like he shouldn't be held back because he wants to help somebody. Like, he would have helped her regardless, but it just so happens to be somebody tied to his dad. And his dad has married half the town and had children with half the town. Is how I took it. (laughs) but, but, But at the same time, again, ages ago, Joss and Dante were referred to as brother and sister, which, and mm-hmm. we talked, I remember we talked about this in an old episode about like how big their family is. So I get that. But the point is Dante, like, I feel like you're talking in circles, making excuses like you used to about why you should be able to be uh, like a detective on your dad's cases. <laughs> You know, it's, it's like, to me, that's what I'm hearing too. It's not just like, I'll help anybody, even Joss. It's like, no, she's your family. Yeah. And she was at one point. So is she not now? And obviously it makes no sense, but I guess, you know, he's related to half the people in the town. Well, that's exactly, it's hard to get away from it. But something that was also a little bizarre, it was that like, um, what do we want to call it a going back in time sunny nina trying to recapture a moment and a memory like it was i felt like it was so out of nowhere i was just like is this a filler scene what is happening right now (laughs) they're trying something out Um, that's what it felt like Mm -hmm. okay look at the look their relationship existed in fantasy land right and nixon falls we talked about that like you know fantasy land but Mm -hmm. what do you think was happening you know what Let's not talk about Wiley, the courts, our family, anything in common, anything that links us to this life. Let's just be, and let's have a dance. So I'm like, that's Nixon Falls. Like, it doesn't matter yes. where you were. Like, it's just to be together, you have to ignore a lot of stuff. Yes. It was so representative, and- but I still didn't want to look at it. No, it was hard. And then when Curtis walked in, she's like, oh, no, you're not interrupting. Remember, I accidentally didn't tell Carly about Sunny because um, I was, like, mad, <laughs> right? And just it was just <laughs> one mistake that unraveled. It wasn't because I fell in love with him and tried to pursue a relationship. with. <laughs> Catch up with you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was a perfect description of that ending. Oh my gosh. And then even Sonny said something intelligent to Curtis. He was like, he talked about like relationships, like the one with his father, like everybody could try to help, but like relationships are, you know, between two people to like make it work. So I'm like, on some level, you do know how relationships work. (laughs) He's had so many, he must've learned something by now. My gosh. So it's like, why would it be a shock to you that you brought somebody else? Anyway, I can't, I can't with that. Yeah, we're going to move on from that. Yeah, we're just going to get too aggravated for our Friday night. I was just going to say, um, I got really excited for Brad finding the perfect job, even though I already knew he had a job. He just didn't know he had a job yet. <laughs> no, we too. Their scenes always make me happier, like Chase in Brooklyn and Britt and Brad. I love that they're going through the quiz. That job is absolutely perfect for him. And I can't wait to see him. I know he's nervous, but I do want to see him stand up to Miss Wu like Britt does. <laughs> um, she stands up to her, but she's terrified she's going to get oh, yeah. poisoned. And I love his <laughs> advice. He's like, just don't go to a second location. I'm like, oh, that is terrifying. That is terrifying. That it was, it was absolutely my favorite line is, should I be worried that she's going to try to poison me? Then he was like, no, maybe. And then he brings up the second location. I laughed out loud. That was hilarious. Like, it's a serious situation. Like, super <laughs> serious. Very much so. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Did we do the thing? So we cover the stuff. Yes. We did it. Okay. So I pretty much gave away all my, I had like two favorite lines and they're done though. So do I you gave have away favorite my favorite lines? line too. Okay, so I have one star. Do you want to give some stars? Um, go for your, do your stars first. Okay, my <laughs> my star is going to I love Brooklyn and Maxie. Yeah. And just, you know, yes, it's weird and they're navigating it. And I love how Brooklyn came in a little timid and just concerned. And Maxie really like put her heart out there and just like hugged her friend from far and just like it's okay. I know it's hard. It's gonna be okay. Go see Bailey. Now let's talk about Chase. I'm gonna tease you about Chase. And then we're going to go there. We're going to stay there because that made you smile. And it was adorable. So gold star for them. I love that whole thing. Like, I'm looking forward to whatever that event is. I'm looking. Like, I, I like it. I like that Maxie's available to kind of look out for Brooklyn right now. It's definitely a hard adjustment in her life without Bailey and obviously without Chase. But, of course, Chase shows up with, you know, his clipboard. 
for the baseball. <laughs> oh my gosh, how can okay, hello, stars. I'm giving a star to Elizabeth. Well, first of all, Elizabeth yes. Harley, but also yes. Elizabeth Finn, because we were wondering, like, okay, well, what's gonna happen? Are we gonna dilly-dally here with the whole Elizabeth Finn thing? But like now that Jake's innocent and not psychotic, they're they made out. I was so happy. Yes, star for them for the kissing. Woo! Yes. Um, okay. So, of course, super happy for Brando and Sasha. So do you think they're just honeymooning or being held captive by that old couple? Oh, my God. I was like, maybe she's in rehab. (laughs) I'm a little concerned, right? Because they're not back yet. And they were staying one night with that couple. And I know that they married them. And I was like, they're really sweet. So I just, fingers crossed, they'll be back soon. I mean, it is a soap opera. You never can tell. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we gave all the stars. We did some stuff. We did some things. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know what? I can't wait to see what's going to happen next week. Everybody have a fantastic weekend. That's a wrap. Bye. Bye.